Hi, everyone. Hi. And welcome to another edition of Superman's Other Pals, a podcast where I, Gary Rowland, go through an issue of the Silver Age comic Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen with my teenage daughter, Ella Plum Rowland, and together we discuss things and make it happen and uh, overall uh, try to have an episode of a podcast. Sure. Why not? Uh, so, then let's get right to it, shall we? We start, as we always start, with the cover. Mm. Now, this is Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, number 72, October of 1963. Yep. And so on the cover, we see Jimmy Olsen not only once, but five times. And, however, uh, so we only see one of Jimmy Olsen as Jimmy Olsen, but then we see... Four other versions of Jimmy Olsen. Uh, we have uh, Giant Turtle Man, Human Porcupine, The Wolf Man, and Elastic Lad. And then, but they all have like things stuck to their feet, and it looks like that they're like Roots. that they're like trees, like their feet have become trees. Yep. And uh, Jimmy Olsen is has hit his uh, his watch, and Superman's in the background flying, and in the fr- foreground it says Superman. Jimmy says, Superman, an unknown enemy has materialized these former identities of mine and is now working ghastly to say, to change on me. Save me. And Superman says, I can't, Jimmy. You're being punished by some super race for a crime against their world, and I dare not interfere. But You'll have to remain rooted here with these other Olsons. But that's what you do. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Uh, featuring Jimmy Olsen as the giant turtle man, human porcupine, wolf man, elastic lad in the world of do- the the world of doomed Olsons. It's a bit dramatic. Well, sure, but it is the world of doomed Olsen Olsons. Still dramatic. Well, sure. Then we go to the inside cover. This one is an issue that has a lot of ads. They're back. Right. The ads are returned, and it's an ad. Okay. So and it's. This is the, uh, it says Treasure Chest of Fun, and it's the ad that uh, features, like, a whole bunch of stuff. X-ray goggles, well, not here. Tiny camera, jujitsu manual. Miniature radio, uh, bike windshield, bike speedometer. Musical jukebox piggy bank. Amazing new space phone. Atomic smoke bombs. Grenade. And it says exploding hand grenade. That sounds dangerous. Um, a space probe. Wait a minute. So, exploding hand grenade. This menacing hand grenade looks and works just like the real one. All you have to do is pull the pin, throw the grenade, and watch the fun as caps explode. Oh, I remember these. Uh, if if caps explode, then it does not work just like Just a- like the real one. Right. You must be like, are they selling actual grenades? Well, I remember when they were selling just fake grenades. And now they also have the uh, the sea behind glasses, and it says, throw your voice. I don't know. I think it's a book. Is it a book? Yeah. No. No. I've seen, the, I've seen this before. It's like something that you put in your mouth, and you're supposed to be able to throw your voice. Now, I have no idea if it works. I've only heard it in the context of these things. I have no idea how it would work. Right. Neither do I. Throwing your voice is making it sound like your voice is coming from somewhere else, right? Yes. Like ventriloquism? Yes. Uh, and, oh, there's also an insect collecting kit. Very interesting. Make your, you know... <laughs> Ooh! Silent dog whistle! Make, make all your friends think that you're a creepy guy and by collecting bugs. Cards. Right. So, it's all these things, all these little things that can usually be found at your joke shop. Buy them! That you can buy. And they're all, like, super cheap. They're all, like, a dollar 
you know, two dollars, like everything is under five dollars. But, you know, this is a time when five dollars was like one hundred and thirty seven thousand dollars to a child. So that brings us to our first story. Would you like to read the first story? Um, no. Okay. Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Daily Planet reporter Jimmy Olsen is famed not only for being the pal of Mighty Superman, but also because of the weird transformations which, in the past, have changed him temporarily into a wolfman, a human porcupine, a turtle man, and other unusual forms. But one day, Jimmy finds himself transported to another planet, where he the where his grotesque identities exist, and Jimmy faces a horrible menace on the world of doomed Olsons. And now we have the uh, the aforementioned place. All four here, all four Jimmy Olsons are surrounding Jimmy Olsen himself, and uh, the elastic lad has his arms stretched out and is, is seems to be Jimmy. tickling Jimmy, which. Is creepy. So it says, ha, 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 no, Elastic Lad uh, figure is tickling me. I can't stop laughing. Ouch. One of the quills from that porcupine jammed me, and now I'm in pain. Please help me, Superman. I can't, Jimmy. This is your punishment for all eternity, to be tormented by your former identities. You know, punching someone in the face with a super long arm would probably be more effective. It's true. But it's, I mean, you know, tormenting. Okay, tickle him until he can't breathe and then punch him in the face. I don't know. Like, it's it's just weird. It does make a lot of sense, but nothing does. So, we start. Uh, Jimmy Olsen is appearing on Meet the Celebrities. He's a celebrity? Sure he is. He's Superman's pal. They write they write issues of, um, you know, there are whole stories on in the newspaper on Jimmy Olsen. Okay. But they call him James Olsen. Well, yeah. Which I don't think I've ever heard and him called James outside of that. I don't. I don't think so either. So he uh, he is. I guess this is sort of uh, something along the lines of a uh, uh, "This is your life." Do you know about "This is your life"? I know the horrible history spinoff skit of it. Well, uh, "This is your life" is where they took a t- where they take a person and they usually like they sort of go through their lives with them from beginning to end. And at the ver- and then they always bring people from their life in there. And, uh, you know, it's just basically a stroll down memory lane for this person. And, uh, in this case, it's, instead of, uh, you know, taking out his high school's chemistry teacher, uh, he changes into Elastic Lad for a little bit. Yep. So, um. So he does exactly that. He changes, he changes himself. Into Elastic Lad for. He, he swallows three drops, which is just enough to make his body plastic for three minutes. Okay, so if we're using that logic, right? How many drops would he have had to swallow in the past? I don't know. Um, well, there was that one time when it was even just like the vapor. Yeah. And that other time where he thought it was a cola, and he just knocked it back. Yeah. So like, it's all it's inconsistent, right? And so then uh, he also takes another serum that turns him into a oh, wolfman. Yeah. And people start running out of the theater. Right, because uh, he looks worse than the Frankenstein monster. No, he now, doesn't. Okay, there was a fr- there was a Wolfman serum, but didn't it involve him getting kissed by a pretty girl? Well, there is that. There's that angle to it. But also, he's never used it since. Well, no, I'm sorry. He did use it like accidentally. He used it at a. Um, <gasps> oh no, Mister Mrs. Pillwick made him do it. That right, one time. but another time, like he sh- he was showing the uh, the Jimmy Olsen fan club. 
Then I don't think this is the original, like, Merlin Wolfman potion at this point. No, I don't think so either. All right, so, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so he basically turns into a Wolfman for just a moment. Then he comes back, and then he's like, all right, well, now... I'm going to run some tape of stuff I've done in the past. I mean, to be fair, he can't recreate the things that he's showing at this point. Right. So he's a human porcupine and giant turtle man. And right in the middle, he gets interrupted by a guy in a glass bubble that says, Attention, people of Earth! I am the Collector! Now, is this guy an actual person in the DC? Well, we'll get to that. But you know that there is a Collector in the Marvel Universe. That's what it was. Okay, I knew there was a Collector in somewhere. Right. He was the guy that had the Infinity Stone. He had one of the Infinity Stones. Yep, and a Labrador Retriever in a spacesuit. And that duck guy. The, that was the dog from Sputnik. Or the Russian... Satellite dog and Howard the Duck, yes. And that duck guy. Right. So then the collector has committed, he's like, you have, uh, Jimmy Olsen, you have committed a heinous crime against the people of my world. And he's kidnaps Jimmy and brings him to a weird a planet that is not Earth. But looks vaguely. And then he. Like a desert. He shows, uh, he shows up, and then uh, the collector brings out all of these versions, these previous versions of Jimmy Olsen, which we have, uh, you know, we have uh, giant, uh, g- g- giant uh, turtle, uh, wolf man, porcupine, elastic lad, and uh, coming up from the rear, a uh, fat Jimmy Olsen, because this was uh, at a, at a time when uh, they were fascinated with the fat versions of. That makes no sense. Well, you know, there was Fat Superboy, Fat Superman, Fat Flash. There was always some weird storyline where what happens when one of the characters, when one of your favorite superheroes become immensely fat. All right, Uh, so... It's not a good... No. All right, so uh, so the Collector then uh, roots his feet to to the ground, and... All of these versions of him torment him, but they don't actually, like, cause him any physical harm. Because uh, he has... Because the collector's like, I've got something in store for you. And they won't say exactly what it is. But, so, uh, you know, there's a moment where uh, the porcupine, or the human porcupine, throws some quills... And uh, Turtle Man almost steps on him. Right, Jimmy Olsen. And then uh, Elastic Lad tickles him, and then... Uh, Fat Jimmy Olsen eats some fruit. Yeah, he does nothing. (laughs) He's like, torment him, and he's like, maybe later. Right. But then, uh, Jimmy Olsen was like, so what he says is he's like, hey, look, we're all Jimmy Olsen. You guys are all me, so why don't we all gang up against the Collector, and then we'll win. And and they're about to go, yes, yes, and then the Collector uh, glues all of their feet to the ground. It's like, no, no uprisings. And so he's uh, about to flick, uh, inflict the Jimmy Olsen doom upon him. And then Superman just happens to be uh, going by for a rare medal. And Superman shows up and he's like, uh, I'd like to save you, but I can't. But that's uh, what you do, dude. Right. So basically he's like, so if I rescue you, the collector will destroy the earth. And I can't let billions die to rescue er just one person. Like, who are you, Lois Lane? Or Jimmy Olsen? So Jimmy's like, yeah, that track. So the 
Uh, so what happens, the, the collector tells him that uh, last month you pressed the button of your watch 18 times. The resulting sonic waves penetrated into my dimensional world, causing a reaction which destroyed our greatest city. 18 times? I don't know. That's got to be some sort of, like, record low. He almost called Superman when there was a grease fire in a pan It's once. true. It takes nothing. It's true. He will, you know, all that has to happen is somebody needs to drop a hat, and then he will call on Superman. Someone could say, like, hi, can you help me find my dog? I, I last saw him in this area. And he'd be like, you know who could find your dog? Superman. So, Jimmy Olsen, then, he's like, I didn't mean it. And he's like, so what are you going to do? You're going to change me into a frog, a snake snake boy? Ugh. He's like, I'm going to, like, I, I may be beaten, but I'm going down fighting. And then he throws a... His the, microphone his, from the TV show. Right. Throws it at him. And then the collector goes, no, don't throw that at me. And Jimmy's like, what? That's weird. Why? Why? What? And she's, he's like, and then, of course, he immediately puts it all together because uh, he... It's smart somehow. Right, because all of a sudden he puts the connection together that uh, since he it there's lead in the microphone in the microphone and the only person who's affected by lead is uh Monel from the Legion of Superheroes. It's no. It's really really sketchy. It's really a stretch at best. So basically, what you find out is that. All, all of Turtle Dude could talk. All of these doomed Olsons are actually members of the Legion of Superhero. That giant turtle lizard was Colossal Boy. Elastic Lad was Chameleon Boy. That Wolf Boy was really Proddy, the protoplasmic creature who can imitate anything. And uh, Human Porcupine was Cosmic Boy. And of course, Fat Jimmy Olsen was Bouncing Boy. Love Bouncing Boy. Is just the weird, like, he is... He just kind of turns into a bubble. He's one of the weirder superheroes, like, Matter Eater Lad. Stone Boy. Stone Boy. But, like, Matter Eater Lad, like, he's a substitute hero. Matter Eater, Matter Eater Lad's a full-fledged hero. So, they're like, well, okay, so, in what? the street. And so what happens is, this is all part of some initiation, and they have now made Jimmy Olsen an honorary member of the Legion of Superheroes. Because he's also Plastic Lad. Right. And they're like, hey, we, since you've helped us so much in the past. How? Yeah, I don't exactly know how either. (laughs) I was trying to think about all, like, you know. Superman I get. Sure, but. Superboy I get. But. Jimmy? Don't get it. Have there been, like, issues that we have missed where he goes and, like, Helps them and stuff. Uh, considering we've been going through issue one issue at a time. No, but like other comics. Maybe? I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe that there are some issues of, I think it's Adventure Comics that features uh, Legion of Superhero stories. There must be some, somewhere. I guess. But I don't know where they are. But so they make him a uh, an honorary legion- G- legionnaire. And he's the last, va- and it's as Elastic Lad. And now... Actually, if you look through, like, the ranks of the Legion of Superheroes, they do list... Elastic Lad. Elastic Lad. And they say, you know, it's Jimmy Olsen. So, uh, then, we have an ad for Try a Tongue Tweezer. 
Try a tongue teaser. That's going to be great. With Tootsie Roll. Baseball bunt breaks big bat. Baseball bunt. I'm not going to do it. Can I try? Can I try? Can I try? Can I try? Sure. Go ahead. Baseball bunt breaks big bat. 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 Okay. I have no idea if that was done five times in eight seconds. It was not eight seconds. But now that you've said it, go buy Tootsie Roll. Or not. And also now we also have... Buy subscriptions to your favorite comic books. Ten cents an issue for a two-year subscription. Two dollars and forty cents. And then the flashiest news of the year, a giant Flash annual. So now uh, the Flash is rated his own annual. And it says original Flash stories, but... An original Flash classic. Uh, That means not Barry Allen. Not Barry Allen. Uh, 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 Jay Garrick. I knew there was a G in there somewhere, but I honestly Jay have Garrett. no clue what Yeah, it was. Jay Garrick, the original. So I guess it's one of those. Okay. And and then, uh, How I Draw the Flash by Carmine Infantino. Do you know who? Now, Carmine Infantino is a very famous comic book, comic book artist from the time. Cool. That's a cool name, too. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, he's Polish, though. That's weird. That doesn't really sound like a it's Polish not. <laughs> It's not. Name. <laughs> It's not. Um, so, so you know, catch the new Flash annual on sale everywhere August fifteenth, and then Yay. it's Palisades time. It's Palisades Park time. Woohoo! Free ride on the jet plane. Free ride on the carousel. Still sixty five cents. Yay! And then that brings us to the second story. Do you want to read this? Yes. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, Aww. coming up to the microphone, drinking water, getting herself ready. Everyone's uh, favorite teenage host of Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Many times, Jimmy Olsen has been helped out by dangerous of dangerous predicaments by his pal, Mighty Superman. But, being human, Jimmy presents the idea that he would be helpless without his pal. Here's the story of times when he had to meet the dangers without the aid of this man of steel, and the most amazing and the most dangerous crisis of all, the super test of Jimmy Olsen. All right. And so we have uh, inside the Jimmy Olsen fan club headquarters. Everyone's wearing bow ties. Right. And single coat with, like, brightly colored suit. Yes. And uh, so there's a big poster of Superman, and all of a sudden you hear, You've boasted of your quick wits, Olsen. Use them now, for in five minutes you and this club and all your fans will be annihilated. Jimmy says, golly, I'm in the spot of my life. All my loyal fans who believe in me think I can save them, but I can't. Superman can't be reached. So uh, one day, Jimmy Olsen is walking down the street with his friend, Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, who is, in fact, uh, secretly Superman with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. And uh, he sees a member of the secretary of the Jimmy Olsen fan club is fighting another kid. And then... He's like, what What are you doing? And he's like, he said, you're a phony. And then the kid's like, yeah, you're a phony to Jimmy's face. Right. He says, hey, you always need, you always need Superman to bail you out. You're a nobody. You'd be nothing without him. And he's like, uh, no, that's not true. I'll show you. I would also like to note that it is difficult to not need the aid of Superman in certain situations in which Jimmy has found himself. Well, sure. But, you know, not every time. 
This is true. And, uh, you know, I, in his defense, you know, certainly if you look through the I- issues... Superman does a lot. He does rescue him often, but not every time. Uh, so they decide that they're going to have a... They're going to basically, they're going to let him defend himself against, uh, to Wilford, what's his name? Wilford Warder. Dumb name. And so Jimmy comes out and he's like, okay, first, first one. There seems to be a lot of flashbacks in this. Yeah, I think it's basically just a way for them to get in a bunch of mini stories. I guess, I guess it was a busy, it was a busy month. So he's like, all right, well, there was this one time when, uh, they were looking for a giant white ape, a young giant ape. And they ha- so somebody got a the skin of one, and we were about to all be killed by tigers. Right then, tigers came up on the. No, I'm sorry. When everyone else was hunting, Jimmy was back. He was writing a story, and then a tiger shows up, and he's like, "Uh oh, what do I do?" So he thinks quickly, and he well. So first, he sees that there actually are the white apes, giant white apes in this part of the world, which is I'm going to guess somewhere in India because uh, there are tigers. Sure. And so he, so he's like, hey, do you know what I did then? And somebody said, hey, made a bow and arrow and drove the tigers off. You dug a foxhole and hid in it. And he's like, no, I put on the skin, uh, put ash on my face and pretended to be a baby giant ape. And then the mom scared them off. Right. And she's like, so you see, it was my wits and not Superman that saved me. And Wilford's like, there's no proof that that's happened. Well, you know what, Wilford? <laughs> so then he's like, all right. Fine. There was this one time when Superman was in the bottle city of Candor, and there was a jailbreak, and we were, I had to look for some da- dangerous conflict, uh, some dangerous convicts, and I found them in an amusement park, and I was afraid that I was gonna get kidnapped, or I, they were, they were gonna find me and get me before anybody else could cut, get to it. And so he's like, hey, what did I do? And somebody said, made a balloon and escaped that way. And then used a flagpole and did a pole vault across the, the river. And then Jimmy just basically says, no dummies. He took a bunch of letters and made it say thugs at park. And floated it down the river. So you see, I'm quick-witted. And Wilfred's like, hey, no, it doesn't. You saved yourself. You didn't save yourself. You just used a clever way to get signal people to get you. Oh, Wilford, and when faced with a large group of armed criminals, you would face them by yourself, unarmed and stupid. Right. And so then he, um, he's like, all right, well. Wilford's just kind of jealous of Jimmy Olsen. I think so. so. He's trying everything he possibly can to, like. Make him feel bad. Yeah. Maybe. Or he's like, you know, he's actually a villain in disguise. He's just peeing. So, basically, he's an annoying kid. Yeah, or he's just an annoying teenage boy. <laughs> right. He's it's like probably the third one. He's like, all right, well, uh, so, uh, Professor Potter, he's like, all right, so, I was out with Professor Potter. Lex Luthor. And uh, he, Professor Potter was in communications with some people from Mercury. Lex Luthor had decided to taught, let Mercury people onto Earth. Who taught him how to fix... Teleporter. A, the t- a teleporter. So he can transmit pictures, so basically to make, like, a giant fax machine. And so, but instead, it turns out that the Mercury people have tricked them, and... This was Lex Luthor's plan all along. He's like, I'm going to let these Mercury men in, and they're going to invade the Earth. And I will make all of the money somehow. Right. He's like, hey, but Earth is cold and damp. And he's like, but I came prepared. I have a heat protector. Mm -hmm. So uh, Jimmy then thinks fast, and then uh, sets off the... 
sprinklers. sprinkler system and then defeats him. Uh, and he's like, so there, hey. Then they went back to Mercury. We destroyed the matter by wireless machine. And uh, caution Professor Potter not to make another or to tell the world about it. And then uh, Wilfred's like, hey, you could have made that up. What? Like weirder stuff hasn't happened in the past 12 minutes? It's true. So then uh, their, their, their meeting is interrupted by a big voice saying, Slick Smorley speaking, I warned you I'd get revenge once for testifying me against me, Mr. Olson. This remote control loudspeaker is planted in your clubhouse. Now, at that point, Jimmy should have just said, See? I put a guy in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he's well, like... Well, you know what Wilford would say. <laughs> what? Any old idiot could do that. Right. He's like, and with this loudspeaker planted a bomb that will explode in five minutes. The window and doors are wired, and if you try to get out, it'll explode at once. How did he have time to do all of that? I don't know. He must have worked silently and quickly. And so uh, he goes to... He's like, I can't call Superman. He's like, I try to call Superman, but it doesn't work. So uh, Superman, of course, is... Because Clark Because there is Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, who oh is, in God. fact, Superman with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Oh, my God. Uh, but so Superman is actually there. So he quickly takes a scan around, and he sees that the bomb is in the wall. The chimney. The chimney. And he's like, all right. I got to trick Jimmy into figuring this out. Right. He decides... So, basically, uh, Superman steps in and rescues Jimmy. Subtly. <laughs> Subtly, but he does it nonetheless. Yeah. So, Superman just basically gives very, very subtle hints that the bomb is in the chimney. And then... Uh, when Jimmy finds the bomb, he diffuses it with his heat vision. Right. And then Jimmy, being an idiot who doesn't seem to understand how fuses work, is like, it's hot, that means it's about to explode. Quick, get me a bucket of water. Right. And so it goes, hey, so this will uh, land Smorley into jail for another ten years. <sighs> so he, what he should have, he shouldn't have said, uh, Smorley, he made a mistake by saying, hey, this is me. Smorley. Right. Oh, what you do is you say, this is Lex Luthor. And, exactly. This is not Smorley. This is Schmil Schmorley. This is not Slick Smorley. Slick Smorley. This is Schmick Schmorley. I'm telling you, this is, yes, yes. This is, uh, Tick Torley. Uh, this, I'll tell you who this isn't. Slick Slick Smorley. Smorley. I, yeah. All right, so then we have, uh, Tootsie Pop with a weird, uh, uh, optical illusion where they say, hey, Whose line is longer? Longer and, and guess turns what? Out they're the same size. Yeah. Uh, then we have Jimmy Olsen's pen pals, where somebody brings up the idea that goats eat. They said, "Well, stupid goat eat nothing but cans." And uh, according to the World Book Encyclopedia, goats do not eat cans, but they lick or chew anything which may contain minerals. So that's why the goat was chewing on the fence, right? Uh, so, and then somebody's like, hey, uh, I am a prospective lawsuit, uh, prospective law student. And they say in, uh, the silver Krypton, uh, the sil- secret of silver kryptonite, in the secret of silver kryptonite, uh, uh, they melt down a silver dollar. And they's like, well, you can get in trouble for that. And then the comic book's like, no, you can't, right. moron. Basically. Uh, they're like... You're a terrible you law know, student. They say, look, look, the law says you can't mutilate. That means scratching 
uh, punching holes in it, sawing part of it, defacing the surface with acid, but... But destroying it completely is right. fine. That's fine. And in fact, uh, you know, that's not the whole law, because, you know, we all have those smushed pennies. Yep. Uh, what if those are all illegal and we're just, right. like, constantly... No, I think that the law is actually that you can't... Minor infractions in the law constantly. You can't... I think it's like you can't mutilate it to deceive people that it's worth more. I think that's the law. Uh, so, then we have super coming attractions. So, if you were to, like, white out the one on a dollar bill and make it a ten. You mean just, like, write a zero next to the ten. Yeah. Yeah, next to the one. Yeah, that's illegal. Okay. Then it's illegal. So, um... I hope no one would fall for that. It's true. So, then we have, uh, Lois Lane goes, which girl does Superman prefer, Lois Lane or Lana Lang? So, they have the only the love detector knows. I mean, to be fair, the comic book's called Lois Lane, Superman's girlfriend. You would think. Um, and then they have about, I guess, the Kents adopted another super son. Please be crypto. Please be crypto. And then, uh... There is a battle of Lex Luthor and Superman. I'm going to guess that the Red Sun is involved. Because there's one in the background. Right. And Lex Luthor is actually landing a punch. Exactly. All right. Then we have uh, Command and Naval Fleet. 102 ships of all nations for $1.49. And, of course, stamps. Yay! Stamps! Um, new issue stamps. Stampity, stamp, stamp, stamps. And that brings us to stamp, our last story. Stamp. Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Stamp, stamp. In this modern day and age, unknown islands and weird, unheard of forms of life belong only to legend. At least that's what Jimmy Olsen thinks, until fate maroons him in the hidden place that holds the most ancient and terrible mystery on Earth, the secret of Monster Island. So, uh, Jimmy Olsen and uh, Perry White are both backed up against a... Statue. statue of some kind where two dinosaur-like creatures are charging at them and Jimmy's okay. saying the statue was set here ages ago as a warning against the awful danger and there's danger coming now and then Perry's saying great Caesar's ghost we're in a jam of our lives and you can't summon Superman why not I don't know well I guess we'll find out so it turns out that uh, they're flying they're in the flying newsroom and of course now Perry White has gotten a pilot's license. I think he might have had one for a bit now. Poor Jumbo Jones. <laughs> Poor Jumbo Jones. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, so but they run into some weather, and then the flying newsroom clock crashes. Into you know, this giant cliff island. You know who wouldn't crash the... Jumbo Jones. Jumbo Jones. I know. Now, for those of you who don't know, Jumbo Jones was in issues one through six, and he was the pilot. Of the flying newsroom. newsroom. And his distinctive feature was that he weighed a whopping 200 pounds. Let's just say that I weigh more than that. All right. So then they crash and then they get there and they come out and they are, of course, unscathed, except for minor injuries. But they are attacked by a weird crabby monster. It's like it's got a beak and like almost like Shrek ears. And one eye, and like the back legs of a horse, and things that would be wings if there were any feathers on them, but really they're just, they just kind of look like deformed hands. I'm gonna try to describe all of the things, just so you know. Okay. Oh, and it's black, and covered in like bumps. 
and fur it's at the blue. back. Okay, it's blue. But oftentimes they use like that shade of blue to convey black. Maybe, but it looks blue to me. Anyway, so uh, they're attacked by these weird monsters, and they manage to get away from it, and then they go back to the flying newsroom, and they check the radio, and they're like, hey, the radio isn't badly damaged, but the battery is off. And he's like, his signal watches of no help because Superman and Supergirl are on a mission far across the universe. And they really need to have like some sort of set guidelines for when you can and can't use the signal watch. Because it has gone across the universe. Yeah, and across space and time. Right. So, uh, but so Jimmy and Perry are stuck on this island and. And they're going to go wander around and try to find a place where they can get help. Right. And so Jimmy's like, first he says, hey, uh, this could be the result of controlled evolution. And somebody's conducting the scientific experiments. And uh, Perry's like, yeah, maybe. We'll find their laboratory and we'll get a call. And, but as they go through a quote unquote forest, there are... Tree monsters! Tree monsters that get them. And then... Uh, they get out. They literally and, just look like trees, but on two legs and with, like, weirdly deformed heads and no leaves. And they are afraid of uh, Perry White's cigar. Cigarette lighter. Is, no, my cigar. Oh, the cigar lighter did it. Right, right. So then they, uh... So they light a bunch of stuff on fire. Right. Uh, so they light a bunch of stuff on fire, and they chase them all away. But then... A flying... A jellyfish with, like, a goat face and, like, three white horns that floats in the air zaps it. Right. And so he drops the lighter and they go off. And the guy, and then they're like, oh, man, there's no evolution laboratory. They must be from another planet. And so you find out that uh, it's not true. Uh, that there's this uh, giant statue with an ancient language on it that Jimmy just happens to know the ancient language, although they don't say what the ancient language is. He's also been zapped into enough time. Right. He's also been zapped into enough eras that, like, if he doesn't know any and all languages and dialects from any point in history, he's kind of screwed. And the remaining word, and the, the words were, beware, most terrible monsters on Earth do not land. And then as they're sitting there... Uh, two beaked Ankyosauruses attack them. It's, they almost look like a Triceratops, but someone took off the whole, um... The horns and replaced it with a beak face. Yeah, and they've got eight legs. So then... And they're covered in bumps. Jimmy and Perry, they fix it so that they can... So they fix it so that they escape, and then they see some... Big timbers in the ground that kind of look like a giant boat. So they're like, I bet there are other people on this island. And then there's a, another weird bat head creature. I'm not going to lie. I think it's kind of cute. It's With a... Got, it's like giant, but it's on four legs and it can't fly, but it's got... And it's got a tail and like this giant bat head, but it doesn't have any eyes. And like a lion's mane. Right. And it's black. And they say it has no eyes, but it hears really well. Which is giant ears. And then they run into a giant giraffe that can use its neck like a boa constrictor. It's got like a jaguar face, but with goat horns. And it's constricted one of the floating electric jellyfish. And so uh, Jimmy's like, I got an idea. So he, what he does is he goes back to the flying newsroom 
and he rigs up something that he's going to use metal pieces from the wreck, make a condenser, and now some small bits of metal to attract the electric creature. Jellyfish. And charge a battery. And it works. Yay! And so they call, they do a call, and then a guy uh, picks him up, and he's like, I never want to see that place again. And But Jimmy's like, I'm coming back here with Superman. Because I... Have a death wish. I want to know what's going on. So then they find those big timbers, and what they figure out is that this, that the big timbers are actually Noah's Ark. And that all of these monsters existed pre-flood. And that... As it started to, like, recede. He was like, all right, well, I'll let all the fun animals off. (laughs) But these horrible, monstrous animals, I will put on a big island somewhere. And so... He did. So he did. The end. The end. And then we have Ollie, who's a waiter. And um, he feels a cold coming on, wants to go home. But they're like, hey. No. Put away these dishes. And then he sneezes and says, see, boss, I should have gone home. All right. all the dishes, bro. Uh, for party fun, game of the month, Target Fudge. Oh, dear God. For Tootsie Roll. Uh, lay a big square piece of paper on the floor, scatter the number of Tootsie Roll fudge squares on it. Give each guest ten to- toothpicks to serve as missiles. Each player drops the toothpicks on one at a time on the squares, uh, holding the toothpick at arm's length. And then each one that touches the Tootsie Roll fudge thing gets one. Oh, yeah. It says, for more fun at a party. That is totally... The thing I want to be doing at a party. Right. Honestly, with Starburst, that doesn't seem like a bad idea. Maybe not. Well, maybe next time we have a party, we'll we'll do that. Yep. All right, then. 132 Roman soldiers for $1.98 and 147 famous automobiles for uh, $1.98 $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. $1. and then 100 toy soldiers for $1.25. So you can take the Roman soldiers, put them in famous automobiles, and fight them against toy soldiers. Woo! Have the weirdest war you could possibly (laughs) ever have. And then, uh, uh, not George Jowett. I guess George Jowett has sold out to a guy named uh, Ben Reboon. Seriously? Because it's the same exact program. I know. It's the same exact program. It's the same exact guy, really. Maybe he changed his name uh, to... It's a different face on the main guy, but everything else is the same. Right. And, of course, don't forget Mighty Grip. Oh, God. And then last but not least, if you know 20 people... You can alienate all your friends. That's right. If you know 20 people, you can foist these these, uh, greeting cards on them. And then that brings us to the end of the episode. The end of issue number 72. I would like to thank you all for being with us through this kind of quick... Yeah, thank version. You. Uh, subscribe, write a review, do all the things that help us get the word out, tell friends. If you could tell one friend one of the stories that you hear on this episode or any of the episodes and then sort of turn them on to the podcast, that'd be lovely. Yep. Uh, thank you to the Spin Doctors for not suing us. Yep. And anything else? Support your local roller derby. Okay, until then, this is Gary Rowland. This is Elle Plum Rowland. And we say Superman away. Away!